You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer. This is episode two. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm super excited to have the lovely Emily Stoker here today to chat with us about what she does and how she got started. So Emily is an online video content creator and she grew up in the UK, but after discovering the world of entrepreneurship during an internship in Paris, she knew she wasn't destined for the nine to five lifestyle. So welcome, Emily. We're so glad to have you. Hi, Melody. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. So tell the listeners a little bit about um, what you do and your journey from, you know, that internship to where you are now. Yeah, of course. So um, as you've already said, my name is Emily and I describe myself as a, a digital content creator uh, slash strategist. I do some strategy in there too. And um, yeah, that's, that's mainly what I do these days. It's been a, an interesting journey to get here, but um, yeah, basically I did an internship when I was at university um, to kind of condense the story. Um, this internship really, really showed me what it could be like to be an entrepreneur and, um, you know, seeing the startup culture was so fascinating to me and I was in Paris and uh, I studied languages actually. So I got the chance to do some travel um, as a part of my studies. And I think it was really the mix of that, um, seeing different cultures and seeing different ways of working that opened my eyes up to this possibility. So as soon as I graduated from university, I decided to move to Italy, um, which was somewhere I'd spent part of my time at university. Um, so I moved back there. I didn't really have much of a plan other than I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to work in social media. Um, I loved Italy. I wanted to build a life that I loved around these things. And I, and I just said I would work out the rest. And, you know, I, I kind of did. I was in Italy for another 18 months. And in that time, I, I built up my uh, freelancing business. And then it's really the last uh, six months or so where I've tried to level it up a bit and I started my content creation business. So um, before this, I was doing social media management and I've really moved more into um, the content creation part because I've been making YouTube videos and blogging for so many years. I thought, you know what, I can put this together with everything that I learned when I was freelancing. Um, all my internships and things and I can really offer people value here. And that there was a lot of fear and things along the way, of course, but, uh, but yeah, that really brings me to where I am today. So now I'm, I'm bringing together all those skills and, and still trying to build this life I love, but, you know, learning a lot along the way and learning what that looks like to me. Yeah. So when you've come up against those obstacles where you felt like, oh, I should just go, go, go get a regular job or, yeah. you know, give up, like what kept you going? What, what has been your consistent motivator? Um, I have this, it's a really good question because I, I think, I'm sure it comes up in a lot of the interviews you do that of course there are those moments, it's never smooth sailing and I still think I'm a, a very new entrepreneur and I've already had my fair share of those moments but I have something I always say to myself which is um, uh, never settle, always strive and it's, it's sort of a motto I have for myself which is really I don't want to um, settle for a mediocre life and I'm and I'm not saying that having a regular job is mediocre that's what some some people want and you know what is a regular job in the first place mm -hmm. but for me I, I really want to work for myself I want the freedom to travel um, and these are things that are really important to me and I want to challenge myself and I want to 
um, create this life for myself. So that phrase really reminds me and, and maybe to an unhealthy extent at times, maybe it can get a little obsessive, but that's, that's one thing that really uh, reminds me of why I'm doing this in the first place. Yeah. So I know the struggles of working for yourself and working from home. Do you have any sort of like routine that keeps you going, like to get you out of the house or get you like starting your day on the right foot? Like, do you have anything like that? Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not great with my morning routine. I have one that I, I, yeah, I have one I try to go back to. And when I see people that have kind of really got one down, I, I, I see the benefits of it. Um, I wouldn't say I'm totally there yet with it, but, you know, things for me that really help me to be more productive, I'm learning, are getting out of the house. I, I thought that I could be someone who could be productive working from home, but um, it kind of ebbs and flows. I do get days where it's okay, but I think I'm just learning that I'm very changeable um, and I just have to really stay up to date and be honest with myself about what's working for me at that moment. And right now that is going out and working in cafes. Um, I've also got, uh, I'm, I'm in Brussels at the moment and I've uh, got a client here in Brussels and I've actually been going to their um, sort of uh, startup office, which is part of co-working space and doing a bit of work there. So I think the variety really helps me, to be honest. Um, so maybe, the, I don't know if that's atypical. I hear a lot of entrepreneurs loving their routines and, and I can see the value in it, but I'm, I'm not, I don't have a perfect routine at all just yet. I mean, I think it depends on your personality because I do like a routine, but I also realize that it can kind of be like a rut a little bit, like you get yeah. stuck in a pattern. So like, I'm trying to make myself get out of the house and go work in cafes instead of just mm -hmm. being home all day. So yeah, I think yeah. there's value to both. Sure. That's very true, actually, because I think sometimes I almost get scared of routines at times because, you know, my story is, is um, quite unusual. Like I, I moved to Italy and now I, I, I'm in Brussels, but I did some traveling in the middle. So, you know, for me, like this idea of a, a normal nine to five and routine was quite scary for me. So maybe that's part of the reason, too. Maybe I that's why I really enjoy and, and thrive off of the variety. So did you ever consider just getting a normal job or was that just totally off your plate? <laughs> I think I was a little bit stubborn about it because when I was, it was coming up to graduation and so many of my friends were going to move to London and get graduate jobs. And that was the kind of, um, I guess the, the, the regular choice, like the, the choice I felt was expected of me because I, I got a good grade on my degree. It was, um, I studied languages, as I said, which, and I'd done a ton of internships and communication. So I, I could have found a PR job or something. Um, and I kind of thought about it. I thought maybe I should, you know, just work for a year or something in, in social media and, and get these skills up before I try working freelance. But I was, I was pretty stubborn about it and I just wanted to be in Italy so badly. So I don't know. I, I searched for some internships when I first got to Italy. Um, so I guess I was considering like that would be kind of like a, a, a normal, the most normal next step that I could possibly do moving to a new country. Mm -hmm. But um, no, to be honest, there's always this little thing in my head, which is like, how can I, how can I make this more challenging for myself? Which, you know, it, <laughs> it's sometimes, yeah, it's not always necessarily a positive thing, but there are definitely positives from it. Like I've learned so much from pushing myself. Um, but at the same time, there have been, you know, there's been burnout, there have been stressful periods. So it, I, I'm not a perfect human. I'm not saying it's the perfect solution. So maybe yeah. I could have made things a bit easier for myself, kind of, um, taking smaller leaps each time, you know? 
Yeah. So what has been your biggest struggle so far? Um, oh, I, I, it, it's difficult to, to say one. Um, well, you know, it hasn't been a... Pick a, pick a few. <laughs> yeah, I'll kind of, I, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I I'll tell you a little bit. This sounds like a job interview, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely fine. Um, no, the the biggest struggle so far, I think it's it's got to be kind of a mentality and mental health um, uh, mixture of things. So, um, I have stu- I have struggled with anxiety and depression in the past, and I'd say about a year ago was a very difficult point with that. I was um, working. Uh, two jobs kind of I was um, kind of freelancing with this social media agency for most of the week um, about 30 to 35 hours a week but I was also putting in overtime because I was um, trying to learn so much on the job and it was so um there was so much to do but I was also teaching English because that was what um, was bringing the money in when I first got to Italy mm. and I was um, just getting to a point where I could drop the teaching job but it was um, you know I was trying to be good to the company I was working for and, and give them enough time to find a replacement and it was around that time where I was, um, I, I was just burnt out. I was really struggling with anxiety. Depression was creeping back in because it was just all too much. Um, yeah, and that's something that's, you know, I, I constantly have to be aware of. And, and whenever I think like, oh, I'm, I'm in a really good streak right now. I'm feeling really good. Because entrepreneurship is full of, of ups and downs for everyone. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, and then you, you pair that with any kind of... Uh, uh, mental health issues and I think even people who don't identify as, as struggling with mental health are going to inevitably have those those periods of, of worry and um, you know maybe anxiety at times so that's been tough and I think um, more recently in the last few months I guess it's kind of linked but this this kind of self-doubt and you know it's something that keeps creeping in but when you really go for it and you you start your own business and you go for something that just seems so ambitious and how can I possibly achieve this um it really tests what you think of yourself and it and it can be sad that we don't think more of ourselves when actually the people around us are telling us um you you know Emily you can really do this like go for it and I guess the flip side of that is that when you realize that you were capable and when you push yourself and you do it, um, it's, it's an incredible feeling. And I think I've held myself back a lot of times because of that, but I'm just starting to learn that, okay, maybe, maybe there's a little part of the voice in my head that isn't always, um, hasn't always got my best interest at heart. And that's why it's so important to just be self-aware, I think, and, and understand where that's coming in. Yeah. I, it's funny because I have such a similar experience to you. I mean, I've been doing this longer, but I still have struggled with those same issues. I mean, I think especially as people like us who Mm -hmm. struggle with anxiety and depression, I think it's even worse for us as entrepreneurs because you can never get away from those, like, I call them thought gremlins. Oh, that's good, yeah. In your head that are just like, you suck, you suck, like, you're bad at this, like, you're an imposter, like, it's always there and you have to, like, figure out a way to push them away, you know, because I left my normal nine-to-five job because my anxiety was so high and I had such a terrible boss. But, mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that'll go away when I work for myself. Like, uh, it'll be on my own terms. No, that's bullshit. No, <laughs> it's still just as bad because now it's me going, you suck. You're not making any money. Nobody wants to work with you. Blah, blah, blah. It's all 
in the back of your head and nobody ever talks about that and it's like the dirty secret in in like female entrepreneur world no one's like today sucks and I made no money no one talks about that yeah and it's true and you know when when I was getting into entrepreneurship I was listening to a lot of um, podcasts with like Tim Ferriss and you know there's like Mm -hmm. um, Gary Vaynerchuk I I feel like there are so many um I already feel like entrepreneurship is very um, like male dominated and there's a lot of this like masculine energy, like hustle, 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 all of these. I don't know. I don't really know how to, um, I don't know. I can't, I can't of course lump all of them together, but there, there is that kind of feeling that I had there that I put a kind of pressure on me, you know? And, um, I think that entrepreneurship is, is a very personal journey. It's like you were saying, like it's, there's no escape from those thoughts inside your head because you're solely responsible for your own success. Of course, there are aspects in there which can um, affect it and give you little boosts or maybe obstacles which can hold you back a bit, but your mind is the most powerful tool. And um, yeah, I don't know that all of this kind of masculine energy and this like hustle mentality, I, I think really made me think that I wasn't good enough at the beginning. And I, and I don't want to blame those figures, but you're right that it's not talked about as much. These, um, I don't know, but entrepreneurs like me, I don't, I don't see as many uh, figures out there who are kind of sensitive people who, um, yeah, who really struggle with self-doubt at times. And I'm sure it's not because they don't exist. It's just because they're not as loud and they're, they're not heard as much. Right. I, I think that there's a, big number of us it's just the people that stick out the most are the ones who are like putting up the facade of I'm living on Bali and I like making a million dollars and I look perfect and my life is wonderful and I'm like yeah but that's not true like for some people that is but that can't be true for everybody and the only people that are sticking out are those people yeah. And you know what? Maybe it, it is a, a short, I don't want to say a shorter journey because everyone's, nobody's ever reached their entrepreneurial goal full stop. Like, or at least I don't think so because I think most entrepreneurs are always thinking of the next thing they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you see some entrepreneurs who, who do get there much more quickly than others, like whatever your d- definition of success is, whether it's sitting on a beach in Bali or whether it's the amount of money you're making. But just because you don't, adhere to those standards just because you you don't um live up to what they're doing it, it doesn't make you a worse entrepreneur it just means that your journey's different yeah I think everybody has their own version of success and yeah you, we, for me I mean I wrote a post about this this morning like mm-hmm. it's so easy in this world to have the comparisonitis of like, mm-hmm. oh, she's making more money or, oh, she's charging more than me or less than me. And you just, you get caught up in this world of like trying to be better than when really we should all just have the whole community over competition thing. Like we're all trying to get shit done. We're all trying to be like amazing female entrepreneurs. Why mm-hmm. can't we just support each other? Why do we have to constantly compare and belittle and yeah. It, yeah. It should be a community of support. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast because people kind of, like women need to know that one, you're not alone in your struggle, even though it's not talked about. And two, like mm-hmm. we're all there for each other. Yeah, no, and I think it's a really powerful message. And um, yeah, you know, I even catch myself sometimes doing it. I'll I'll read a Facebook post and I think, oh, like she's she's doing better than me, or you know, I'll feel jealous at times. But 
the most powerful thing that I've been learning through this journey is, I mean, like I said earlier, everyone's journey is different. And I knew it coming into it, like I'd read it and people had said it to me, but it's a different thing where you really start to experience it and understand it and learn it for yourself. Um, But yeah, the, the, the other thing that's been really powerful is just speaking to other female entrepreneurs who are on different stages in their journey, because it's, it's so easy to Google like, uh, about entrepreneurship and find people who have like made it whatever that means but when it comes to people you know who are at the beginning of their journey or in a really awkward stage in the middle of their journey and you know um maybe they're not even on an upward trajectory at the moment they were heading up and now they're in a kind of dip like those are the kinds of stories that are really interesting and really I don't know help you to feel not as alone like you were saying yeah absolutely so as far as content creation, like what gets you excited about that? Like, what do you love about that? Oh, it's a good question. Um, I, I guess like I always see myself as having these kind of two parts of me, which is the kind of strategic side, which I think is a lot smaller. And then the creative side, like there's something about just creating something from scratch, coming up with an idea and communicating something. Um, and you know, if it's if it's a it's if it's a new video that I'm creating, um, I can start out just with like a little idea in my head, and it can it can come from anything. If it's a personal project, it really can come from anything. If it's from a client, then of course it's it's slightly different. But you know, I love to um, like brainstorm on a notebook and write something down on paper, and there's something really um, like magical about that stage where it's just ideas and it can go in any direction and then slowly you start to problem solve and you start to um to build something to create something and just that process of creation for me um and I think it's the same with my business as well you know creating a business or creating a video um until you've got something tangible that you can really show people and and communicate an idea there's just something super powerful in that for me. And I think that's probably what I would say it comes down to is communication. And that's probably the thread all through the things that I've done throughout my, um, my years on this earth. I'm, I'm still very young. But you're tenacious and you've got a lot of passion, which I love, which oh, thank you know, you. I think about where I was when I was your age and mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I even had the guts. I mean, clearly, I didn't start my business until I was 30. So I can't yeah. imagine, you know, doing that in my 20s. <laughs> well, you know, like, part of starting it in my 20s, I think, was almost a fear of, if I go and get this graduate job, I'm worried that I won't leave it, and I will be 50 years old thinking, oh, whatever happened to that idea? Mm-hmm. So um, so part of it kind of did come from a fear <laughs> Um a fear of of settling or just getting too comfortable but um yeah yeah so what do you think uh sets female entrepreneurs apart like what what makes us different what makes us special like I know we talked about the masculine energy like what do you think makes us stand out from our male counterparts well you know what I think that there are so many different types of female entrepreneurs that I there's not one answer to that question. You know, I've, in my, in my last few years of really learning about entrepreneurship and, and discovering so many different female entrepreneurs, I see a lot of people who are really emulating that kind of Gary Vaynerchuk energy. 
I equally, I've met like spiritual healers who are on completely the opposite side of the scale and are very into um, intuitional action, um, the opposite of that hustle mentality. Uh, so I don't know if I could really generalize like all female entrepreneurs, but... Well, what, what just, do you feel yeah. like makes you special or like different? Yeah. Um, I guess what I like about how I'm learning to do things is that I'm, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that there are so many different ways that you can approach entrepreneurship. And actually, as I was saying, it's a personal journey. So I think that's the thing. You can really make it into whatever you want it to be. So for me, I'm, I'm still learning how much of me is hustle, how much of me is um, intuitive action, how much of me is, um, is strategic, how much of me is creative. And the, the only boundaries that are there are the ones that set yourselves. But, you know, personally, I love that I can let my, some of my sensitivity come through. And I don't see that as a, a hindrance anymore, which if you asked me even a year ago, when I was listening to all of these kind of hustle, 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 um, podcasts I was thinking oh I've got to get over this sensitivity thing because that's going to hold me back yeah but actually it's not true do you ever I mean I don't know if you feel this way but sometimes I get caught up in all of the different like gurus telling me what to do and I'm like oh I need to listen to this video and watch this training and then I feel like they all have their own way of doing it and when you listen to too many it's like well, what do I do? Which one do I pick? Like this guy said this and this guy said that. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it gets really overwhelming. And I just want to like crawl under the covers and never come out. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had that. Like before I started my business, when I was still um, freelancing, you know, the, the seed was planted. I had this idea that I wanted to start a business and I was listening to a lot of content about the ways different people were doing it. And, um, I don't know, I feel like I thought I'd listened to so many podcasts and stuff that I'd have some kind of um, a head start in a way when I started my business. I, I don't know, it's, it sounds ridiculous when I say it out loud now, but, um, but it is overwhelming because at the end of the day, like you can consume all the content if you know something in theory, it doesn't mean you know it in practice. And everyone's contradicting each other and saying different things. Um, and I actually cut back a lot on the content I was listening to, especially because I'm a content creator. Um, I, I want there to be part of my personality that comes through in, in my content. And when I'm talking to clients, I want to be able to really tune into what it is that they want to communicate. Who are they? What is their story? And be able to let that come across when I'm creating, um, content for them. So I still have people that I really look up to and I still will consume content and I, I still let myself be inspired by that, but I definitely take everything with a much bigger pinch of salt now because I really think that all of us are just on our own personal journey and we've 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 got the answers inside of us or at least we've got the tools to help ourselves to work out the answers and I need reminding of that a lot of the time but I think that there is truth behind it yeah it's so easy to take one guru or one expert and be like oh I'm going to consume all of their stuff and they're Mm. gonna I'm gonna follow them to the t but that's it's like you said we all have our own like little thing that makes us special so I don't I don't want to be Tony Robbins I don't want to be you know Gabrielle Bernstein like I like those people but I don't want to be them because that's what they do what they're good at and I do what I'm good at and yeah we just need to be ourselves I think there needs to be more of um our own personality coming through our marketing and the way we present ourselves because yeah 
we do, we really are selling ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and I told that to a client the other day and she was like, Oh, like, I don't want, I don't want myself. And I'm like, well, you are your business. Like you have to present your personality. Yeah. I, I think it's very true. Like, even of course with personal brands like I I would see my brand as a personal brand like my company name is my name so with with businesses like mine 100% and even actually um other types of businesses like I've been working with a a startup recently and um I feel like they they, they're getting there with their kind of brand personality and stuff but you need to have personality there and you need to have a personable like human approach to marketing these days I I really believe that and I think that, like, we, I, d- I don't know, like, kind of millennials grew up in this um, generation where we were being, like, lied to through advertising so much, and, I mean, other generations as well, but particularly, <laughs> particularly, um, like, millennials now, they're just, they're, they're catching on to, you know, the, am I allowed to, to curse? I'm not going to yes, curse. Yes, no, oh, Okay. <laughs> This is a this is a curse friendly show. <laughs> okay, um, they've they've got excellent bullshit detectors, so they don't want to be advertised to. Marketing doesn't have to be robotic, and it doesn't have to be like it, it used to be on on television. You know, ten fifteen years ago, even it's it's social media has changed that. We can have a, a a human approach and talk to people like we're humans, and we have to let our personality come out to do that. Um, people want to be treated like they're humans and they want to talk to a human. They want to do business with a human. Um, yeah. And it, it comes down to, to trust and, you know, you've got to let your personality shine in order to do that. Some people won't like it, but there will be people who do like it. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to a woman listening to this podcast who wants to take the leap and become an entrepreneur? Like, what would you say your biggest uh, piece of advice for her would be? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of imagining like speaking to kind of another version of myself that's like, oh gosh, I kind of want to do what you're doing, but I'm, I'm scared. Like, it, it seems like a lot. The, the first thing is be kind to yourself on this journey. Um, if you're already brave, brave enough to take the leap and to do this, it, it means that you've got something special in there and you've got, you've, you know, you've, you've got a big idea and um, your big idea is, is worth putting out there. You've got your own talents, you've got your own skills, whoever you are, and you've got your own, you've got your own story, you've got something to share. Um, but just be kind to yourself, you know, and, and stop telling yourself that you're crap or you're not worth it. Um, that oh, there's so much there's so much that I could say but be kind to yourself but also um I don't I don't know uh kind of work out a plan as well like when I went into this I kind of had a plan but part of me wishes that I'd really let myself like dream a little bit bigger when I went into it because when I first tried to start up my business I basically tried to um kind of repeat the, the jobs that I was doing before and the parts, even the parts I didn't like of them. And it's like, yeah, the whole point of starting a business is to escape the bits that you don't like. So dream bigger. Um, don't be afraid to do that. Um, but in addition to that, don't be afraid to take smaller steps. Like you can have a big dream, but take smaller steps in order to get there. And I don't think there's any shame in that. I think that some people encourage you to really have to take huge leaps and, and all of this. And, you know, you have to be having 10k months within your first like 
quarter of doing business and <laughs> yeah I, I, I oh, don't know I, oh really am I supposed to because that sounds <laughs> wouldn't that years, be lovely five years later I'm like oh really okay <laughs> yeah yeah I'm not there yet but you know don't don't put that kind of pressure on yourself just don't put ridiculous pressures on yourself where you don't have to you're, you're being brave enough as you are starting a business and oh so so many things I could say but that's yeah just yeah. And enjoy it enjoy it as well and yeah, I could do more true. of that <laughs> yeah it's true. I feel like so many of us like again get into that hustle scarcity mentality that we don't take a second to go mm-hmm. like oh like I don't have to literally go into an office. Like I don't have to, you know, Mm -hmm. report to a boss or I don't, you know, I make my own terms in in my life. I have my own lifestyle that we kind of forget that we get bogged down and the little like stresses of owning our own businesses that we don't actually enjoy it. So yeah it's and and the thing is like you're never going to have this moment again where I'm not saying it's going to be a straight up trajectory in your business but like I today am never going to be have this same exact feeling as I have today be at this exact point that I'm at today and in like 10 years time there'll probably be a part of me that's like oh I'd love to relive that day because at that time I had this or that or what you know just be grateful for the things that you're learning and try to enjoy it as you're learning because you're going to learn so much so don't be afraid of those lessons and failure can be a part of that as well it's totally okay to have um little failures and big failures like yeah you, you learn from them you learn so much from them absolutely that's amazing so um if anybody wants to find you online where can they find you um so you can find me on my website which is emilykstoker.com and k is k-a-y um my youtube channel is also my most active social media i post um, weekly videos about what i'm doing in my business and travels and things like that and that's youtube.com forward slash emily stoker and i'm also on facebook and instagram which is emily k stoker once again Yay. Well, this was so fun. I loved this. I just, I feel like you're so inspiring and it's going to be such a fun uh, episode for people to hear. So. Oh, thank you so much, Melody. Um, <laughs> and I really appreciate you inviting me because it's, it's very humbling to, to think that my story can, can already, um, I don't know, offer something to other people. I don't know. I, I definitely think it can. I think that you are further along than a lot of people and it it is going to inspire those newbie entrepreneurs who are scared of taking the leap to just do it I really hope so um yeah I still feel like you know giving like pearls of wisdom or whatever seems crazy to me because I'm so early on in my in my journey and um you know I need reminding of everything that I'm saying as well I'm 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 very I'm a human you know yeah you're not a robot nope (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Emily. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.